breaking out the family camcorder when I was growing up. Tapes upon tapes upon tapes of me as a teenager and as a preteen that lived in the basement of my house. There's a few here or there of like uh, baseball games, like other boring shit. <laughs> we uh, we were poor, and if we ever had something as fancy as a video camera, it would have been pawned. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> maybe so, maybe retrieved one day. Maybe <laughs> retrieved one day uh, in like six months. Why'd you do it? You're prepared for a giant monster made entirely of nulls stomping around mainframe? How do you plan for that? Uh, lucky guess? I don't know what part that is, because I don't give a fuck about trains. There's whipped cream where we're going, boys. An icosahedron. Icosahedron yeah. every day. Sometimes <laughs> twice a day. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Alphanumeric, the foremost reboot podcast. This is episode 49, and I am one of your hosts, NeoCal. And I'm and one I... of the... Oh, and I am joined by the prestigious... <laughs> and I am joined by the prestigious Firestarter, Christopher Siege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm uh, made... Sure, I'm, I'm a Firestarter. <laughs> I, I, I burned... I, I burn CDs like nobody's business in 2001 when people were doing that a lot. You were that kid, the cool kid where people slipped you a five and you opened your jacket and you were like, what are you buying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I was uh, I, I was the kid who uh, I, I didn't have a CD burner, but my grandparents did. So all my friends would be like, hey, can you burn me a CD? And they'd give me a track list and uh, a $5 bill. And then I would go to my grandparents' house and be like, yeah, I want to burn this CD from me. Yeah, And they didn't pay enough, close enough attention to my musical taste to realize that, oh, this guy, th this guy who's like listening to like Fear Factory and uh, Hypocrisy and Six Feet Under uh, is downloading a bunch of rap songs. Um, this just yeah. in, grandparents don't give a shit about what their grandchildren <laughs> listen well, to. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, that that that's my point. So I was able to get away with it pretty easily. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, twenty plus years later, uh, Grandma and Grandpa, uh, I, I I'm sorry. I guess <laughs> you know who's great at getting away, particularly running away, particularly running with mass groups of people with numbers on their chests. <laughs> Lady Glitch, what's up, everyone? Welcome back, and thank you for that wonderful intro, Cal. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. I struggled I... to try to find <laughs> any amount of joke that had to do with doing marathons. <laughs> uh, so I feel a bit rotundo, but I, I was struggling to figure out what you were actually talking about. But then when you mentioned marathons, I'm like, there it is. I did it. I get it. We did it, folks. <laughs> we did do it. Uh, I'm actually a Chicago marathon medal. I earned last October. Kind of have it as a, a thing to play with as we talk about this wonderful episode of Reboot. 
Yes, we can't. Oh, we, yes. we we can't all have an entire desk, uh, uh, an entire half of a desk, just littered with uh, literal dozens of uh, Beast Wars toys, or an entire wall dedicated to eight years of running medals. <laughs> I, okay, so we all got different things. So I I've got my my, you know, fidget, my my stress balls. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. one's a pokeball, one's a grenade. I actually have like three others over there. <laughs> one's the the question block. From Mario, there are different textures and and, and squeeze abilities. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Like this one's the softest. I and, know. Um, Siege. Siege has the the Transformers wall. Yeah, Lady we. Uh... What? Lady Glitch, you got the the, uh, you got the the medals. Mm-hmm. Probably coffee, somewhere within arms, <laughs> arms reach. Yeah. Oh, there, well. there, there, <laughs> there there's no flexing going on here, ladies and gentlemen. This is just uh, <laughs> things we're surrounded in that we uh, we fidget with. This is this is our archetype. This is our caricature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of us has transformers. One of us has soft things to squeeze so that they don't uh, <laughs> the uh, their their ADD is focused. And uh, the other one has coffee <laughs> and um, smooth metallic metals to um, <laughs> to ease their. <laughs> He's their minds. If the yeah. show ever becomes too much for me, and uh, uh, I decide that I've just had enough and uh, must commit uh, seppuku, I do also have throwing daggers directly in front of me. Alternatively, throwing daggers are great for throwing at enemies. That too. <laughs> so if it ever becomes too much, why commit seppuku when you could commit sudoku? <laughs> and... <laughs> If you ever need to defend your turf. Never go full Sudoku. <laughs> never never go full viral. Never go full viral. Mm-hmm. Um, folks, I think that we are reviewing season four, episode six of Reboot. It's called Life's a Glitch. Amen to that. I think it would be more interesting if it was, because then we could see through the Matrix. How do you know but- we're not living in the Matrix right now? Oh, I let's see enough no, black let, cats like <laughs> walk across my field of vision. <laughs> that, that, that is a can of worms that we uh, we can dedicate an entire podcast unto itself to. That we we, we don't need to pe- people people are here for the reboot. Uh, for the uh, is for the if reboot. If you want to hear me spend six hours, eight hours of me talking about that, I we kind of do. <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> uh, more than eight hours because most of those movies are more than two hours long. Ten. Let's round it up to ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, ten hours yeah. of contemplating existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you want to hear uh, uh, us talk about the Matrix, uh, uh, you can do that by going to Patreon. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. We did commentary tracks for all four Matrix movies, including that new one that no one likes. Except Cal. Me. <laughs> Me and my partner. <laughs> there's a, there's two, a, two people like it. Uh, there's a video I got to send you. Uh, it won't change your mind or anything, but he, he raises a lot of good points. It's this um, uh, YouTube channel that I've been following for since like 2015. Uh, Fanboy Flicks. I discovered him because he does a great two-part video dedicated to the movie Samurai Cop. And I've kind of been casually watching his movies since, but he he has like a 35 minute video called uh, The Matrix Resurrections is a Disaster. 
and he is actually quite fair. Like that that title is kind of um uh kind of uh, uh bombastic, but uh, he he is actually quite fair in his criticisms, and I agree with mo- most of the points he makes. So I'll uh I'll I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Okay. I Not just... trying to change your mind or anything. Just uh, he 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 raised a lot of uh, the same points and issues that I had, and same uh, liked the same a lot of the same things about the movie that I did that I uh, perhaps didn't uh, convey as succinctly in the the commentary track. My um, less than less than stellar uh, neighbors are, their eviction is up. So if there are mysterious slamming noises and swearing, it's because the trailer (laughs) trash filth is not that there's anything wrong with that. I come from the trailer park, but they are, they needed to go. (laughs) And so they are. I I say in a loud booming voice is like the walls are paper thin. I come from the trailer park through Walmarts, meth labs, and liquor stores to, to this place. To this place. <laughs> Vancouver Island. <laughs> my format. Podcaster. My, my, my format, not having a job. <laughs> my, my format, welfare. <laughs> I, I, we could work on that. My partner's laughing. (laughs) (laughs) My format podcaster to rant and defend my fandom. Well, see, and to defend it from Twitter. (laughs) Well, see, that that doesn't really connect at all to the whole like white trash thing that I was going with. No. (laughs) I know it's hard to, it's hard to. I, I, I was going for, for a theme, you know. Walmart, meth labs, liquor stores. Yeah. Also, we wouldn't Welfare be able to checks. do this week to week because we would have like pawned our monitors and computers. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, listen, we have preamble. <laughs> we have preamble on Patreon. It, if you want to get to know our uh, colorful <laughs> histories, uh, we, we talk about that a lot on the preamble. Of today's podcast but enough about selling ourselves on the patreon we got life's a glitch to cover we got and streets exciting. to sell ourselves on damn it that's right we got burned cds to sell out of, <laughs> out of our trench coats which we inevitably we both yeah we were both trench coat maybe kids we need to put, like another tier on patreon where i turn into my alternate persona sky because i do work at a nightclub and uh that's like you know after hours that's the after podcasting area <laughs> yeah if you want to know more about that go go listen to go, go listen to the preamble there that can be a hundred dollar tier <laughs> that's a hundred dollar tier and it comes with a 30 second video Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this video will self-destruct. <laughs> yeah, you only get one. <laughs> Don't worry, Chief. I'm always ready to screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> How can one truly own an NFT when I can right-click and hit save as? 
Uh, okay, we're, hey, what are we doing here, folks? What, what are we doing? Let's start talking about reboot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Life's a glitch. Uh, this yep. is a weird one. Uh, uh, what it, happens to Wellman? Uh, when did uh, Life's a Glitch originally air? That oh man, I forgot that we cared about that. <laughs> yeah, we oh. every episode. I'm usually not the one that cares about it. No, no, no. Let's uh, let's check this out, people. November 16, 2001. I have the book. 2001. As, yeah. an original, wow. as a standalone episode, although as part of the My Two Bobs movie, once again, it originally aired on November 25th, 2001 in Canada. Because, as I've mentioned, for every episode this season, but if you're just joining us in Canada, the eighth season of Reboot originally aired as two TV movies titled Damon Rising and My Two Bobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always maintain that they're better movies. Uh, yeah. And, um, hmm. I, I still do. I'll have to watch like them in the, the movie chunks, but... Um, That's what I'm this... planning on once we get done with all of this. This episode is... Um, yeah, it's bringing me over to your <laughs> your side of things. Because this, this feels like it's following like a first act. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like definitely. filler. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give away what I think about the episode, but <laughs> feels a little filler. Uh, so, but there is a lot of information uh, questions that we've asked here on the show, alphanumeric, mm-hmm. kind of like answered. Uh, the conversation between Dot and Fong at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It seems that the null that was um Enzo and Dot's father is just a- acting like another null again. Nibbles. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because um, uh, Hexadecimal's gone. And it was her magic that was giving him the ability to... Uh, Remember to, and... To actually, to actually end control that like weird like robo-suit that he had. So, so just fu- the, the mass of nulls or... Whatever, yeah. No, he, he was as like he was a null, like sitting on top of like a robot body for a little while. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're in the principal office, and uh, uh, speaking of the nulls, Fong is doing some experiments. He's doing a science. He's doing mm-hmm. a science, and it seems that they can reverse the nullification process by bringing in this weird kind of. It looks like a, a an eighties like a nuclear device from an action movie. <laughs> it's a big, big device that's supposed to capture the game data if they go into a game with it. And when it captures the game data, any sprites that were nullified by that game theoretically can be turned back to sprites. But um, Dot mentions that like how how is this going to help since uh, uh, Professor Wellman wasn't nullified by a game and so i was wondering yeah earlier earlier in the season like how like up here it had heretofore only been established that uh, characters can only be nullified by games but now it seems like there are and we with the flashback of the destruction of lost angles um 
we saw that like that's why there are so many nulls over there is because of the explosion. So it seems like maybe now it isn't just games that can nullify things. Maybe just like any kind of like massive like burst of energy. Remember that was like one of our or at least mine, one of my nitpicks. I was like, but wait a second, it was an explosion. Why were they nullified? I'm I, I was complaining it, about it too. Yeah. I'm glad that it actually is kind of trying to address that. So pro- props to that, at least. But will yeah, we get an explanation do? beyond this? I'm sure. I'm sure there's <laughs> an anti-explosion that will rebuild lost angles and restore all the nulls. Oh, okay, so they'll um, they'll divert uh, auxiliary power from the warp core into the deflector dish and fire an antimatter wave to create an antimatter reverse tachyon explosion. This guy, this guy, Star Trek's. <laughs> <laughs> Th- that sounds just as legit as <laughs> any other. Uh... Any other Star Trek shenanigans? Well, and my what I the, my very rudimentary understanding of like space stuff that I have outside of watching Star Trek. What I said was basically nonsense. It makes sense in the context of Star Trek. What I said, what I just said in an episode of Star Trek would fucking fix the oh, problem, like a hundred percent. Perfect science in Star Trek, <laughs> but actual science, like all I know is tachyons make it so that you get cancer. And Dr. Manhattan can't see the future. I think what tachyons actually are is they are particles that are in constant motion at the speed of light. The, theoretically, they're... they're 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 yeah they're I I I don't even think they're theoretical. I think uh, tachyons are hypothetical. The the reason they're often associated with um with time is because yeah I think they're theoretical actually um, is because like you said faster than light. Uh, which presumably breaks um, breaks time, breaks space time, time dilation. So they use, yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> so so it's sci-fi talk for um, oh, you need to go back in time, or you need to stop somebody from seeing the future. Tachyons, just a face full of tachyons. <laughs> uh, tachyon pulses are actually a pretty common thing in Star Trek. I I I. I take your word for it. <laughs> you well, know anything maybe... about tachyons, Lady Glitch? I'm sorry. Ex- okay. Correct answer. Thank you. the 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 cool thing is to not know about tachyons. <laughs> tachyons. Do you know anything about those? No. No. Good. That that. That's Good. <laughs> I'm busy actually watching the next scene because now we got Mike the TV back doing his shit, and he's very focused on little Enzo, and he's. He's making up all kinds of weird hypotheses about him. Right. Yeah, because... they're doing they're doing some uh, some guerrilla filmmaking here. And it's so funny because they've got the other four. They got Matrix Andrea, Little Enzo, um, Copy Bob, and Cecil that are like fucking around in the diner, like while all this is happening, and like Matrix is chasing Cecil around. <laughs> like he's gonna kill him or something it's paparazzi footage because we it, it looks like it's shot like with a shaky cam from the outside um, yeah. little enzo's like making faces oh, at yeah. the camera and what and are they doing they're like uh go ahead it, it's a show called little brother virtual reality tv little brother <laughs> little brother 
Mike, I was a Mike fan the of Big Brother. Mike the TV makes his uh, makes a joke here. That's my favorite joke this season thus far. What What does he say? Uh, he like looks back at his butt and he's like, "Does this aspect ratio make my butt look big?" <laughs> That's good. Especially because the show is now in sixteen by nine this season for the first time ever. <laughs> does, I, this, does this aspect ratio make my butt look big? <laughs> and as a photographer, I can appreciate that that humor. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm kind of I I'm kind of a like my mild video nerd. So at least I used to be. The good old days, and <laughs> um. This is the episode that reminds you, hey, hey, we, we're aware of the shenanigans that we haven't answered because in this little uh, little broadcast by Mike, he brings up like, oh, what was it that Hexadecimal did to little Enzo's icon? Right. So they're touching on all of these like little loose plot threads, which I like, mm -hmm. which they will inevitably answer in the next couple episodes. Well, and it's also like that stuff happened in the last movie. And this is another movie. So they're like kind of re reminding viewers like, hey, remember that? Remember that? Yeah, that <laughs> was us. <laughs> we get a weird. Um, I mean, the show's full of it, especially the, especially this episode. We get a little sitcom trope of like Dot in the principal <laughs> office walking back and forth and being like, oh, but there's Glitch Bob and there's OG Bob and. And she's trying to have girl time with Mouse. It's like something out of Sex in the City. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, um, and this is actually like a uh, kind of a recurring thing in this episode. Uh, people like at, like going to Mouse and asking them advice. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Mouse's advice is always just telling them to do whatever. Whenever she raises a point and they say raise a counterpoint, she just tells them to do whatever the counterpoint they raised was. So she's just being, she's not even giving advice. She's just being agreeable. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, to be well, fair, well, she can't a, answer. Yeah. No, 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 that, that is fair, but it's just, it, it's funny. She's just like, we'll do this. Oh, okay. We'll do this then. Oh, yeah, she's oh like, okay. Oh, we'll do that. Then. OG Bob is he's, he's OG Bob. And there's so much like, that's who I fell in love with. And she's like, Okay, then she's OG Bob. Oh, but like Glitch Bob, like he saved us all. And mm -hmm. and uh, am I the only one who, like, are there people on the show or is it just the viewer that's well aware that like OG Bob is, is, the, is, is more likely copy? Is the, the, the big old faker. Yeah, but all of the people on the show are acting like Bob with no guardian knowledge with very loose memories is and it, it, all the Bob that's went through shit and has memories of everything up to this point. Ooh, glitch Bob's the copy. And I'm like, how <laughs> he, he, we know his backstory all the way back to when he left the web. Yeah. I think it's because people are just afraid of intelligence and knowledge. And the more in depth something is the more that they don't want to do their research. And they just look at like, the the outer shell and they go off of visual and how they feel not with actual you know logic dummies yeah we got we got this bob this bob looks like the old bob and he sounds like the old bob except he's talking like this all the time it was definitely um deeper when he first showed up uh -huh. do, do, do you agree 
It was it was deeper in this episode too. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, for sure. So um after we we get a little uh, glitch bob talk, uh he's going to Fong and he's like, Hey Fong, give me the password to so I can like hack the principal office and like separate like glitch and me. And Fong is like, why? And he's like, to get the girl, baby. Sorry, I we just watched <laughs> We just watched um, Space Dandy and I'm adding baby to every sentence. It's, it's it's terrible. Yeah, go check out the Laser Comb podcast, episode 23, if you want to hear what that's all about. <laughs> I have a pompadour. Well, for like five minutes. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, come on, I got to separate myself so that like, you know, I can look like I can look like Wait. normal Bob. And my heart kind of goes out to him there. I'm like, oh, and he's not doing this because he feels he needs to. He's doing it because he wants to win hmm. Dot. And that kind of sucks because this, it does, this yeah. is Bob. And the other guy's like a like a, a 3D printed <laughs> Bob. Like it's it's not quite right. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but there's something off about it. And uh I, I don't know. I'm I'm team Cheetor Bob. <laughs> myself you were feeling yes. that too siege you're 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 feeling that yeah yeah i i'm sure i mentioned that on last week's episode yeah uh, my heart goes out to him because he's he's doing dangerous things in order to change for somebody like he's talking about splicing code and you know separating himself from his key tool he keeps asking fong for the password and fong is like He's trying to deflect the fact that, A, we don't have the technology here in mainframe to do this, and B, this is absolutely ridiculous. Well, yeah, and Bob is like, well, yeah, of course you don't have the technology. It's, like, never been done before, but, like, give me access to the archives, and maybe I can splice some code together and figure something out. And I, I like his solution in that he... Uh, jumping ahead a little bit, but he, he builds the chamber to the from the fucking fly. It's like, are, are there two or three? Whichever, however he does it, it is like there's three of them. Exact. There's they, three they, of them. Yeah, there's three of them. But yeah, if, if you're watching the video, you can see behind me. I, I, my background is a shot from the movie, the the Fly remake, David Cronenberg's Fly. Um, and yeah, Bob builds three of these to split himself from uh, from Glitch, which um, seems legit to me. See. Seems legit to me. I mean, if if a fly and a human can go in one and have their uh, DNA like merged, maybe the opposite is true. It, it worked out for him in the fly. I haven't seen that movie since I was a child. Got to be honest. I watched um, it at way too young of an age. Oh, man, I was like eight. What the hell was wrong with me? Lady Glitch, have oh, you I seen was, it? I was younger than that. I was like probably like five or six. Well, that's a good way to scar yourself for life. Wow. Yep. Have, you, have you seen it, Lady Glitch? No. Add that to the growing list. <laughs> Didn't the Simpsons Freehouse of Horror on that, Cal? What's that? Bart, when Bart turns into a fly. Oh, it's basically that. Yeah, yeah. so never mind. You, okay, that counts. <laughs> it's basically that, yeah. Uh... So, so what's back. going on here? There's kind of like this big, this dialogue everywhere. They want to go in the game, right? 
yeah, there's a game that's coming. Um, Specky's down in the war room. Is like, sir, man, we got some uh, game energy building up and some, it might, you know, be in kit sector. And then Dot's like taking, taking the helm over here. It's like, alert everybody, do this, do that. They're, they're doing game prep. They're like, come on, let's go. And Fong's like, yippee ki I'm going to. And they're like, what, you? And he's like. Pack and or slash calls Dot mum. I, I do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this I, like weird little bit with the other one being like, uh, uh, oh, ma'am. What? What do you mean? No, Matt, you said mum. It's ma'am. It's a weird. It was such a like dumb like throwaway joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Dot tells Hack and or Slash that if uh, Fong's go because Fong's going in the game because he's taking this big like code code breaker type thing. Yeah. Yeah, go find the code smasher and do some code stuff. Uh, and uh, it, it's very paint by yeah, it's, it's very paint. Go find the code smasher, if only this code collector, <laughs> this code dump, if you will. Yeah, old old man Pearson uh, never it vowed to never blast code again. <laughs> and he he broke his wand, his magical girl wand. <laughs> that would have made that episode so much better. If old man Pearson, like, like card captor Sakura, like, did a little like circle and like transformed. Yeah, right. In uh, Silent Hill Three, uh, there's a, a a weapon you can unlock called the Heather Beam. That uh, when you equip it, it's basically like a like a lightsaber. But when you equip it, uh, you actually get a like um, Sailor Moon type like flourish where she her entire outfit transforms. A, a magical girl. Yeah, yeah. That effect, yeah. Yeah. Little magic, uh, little, like the magical wand type thing. Yeah, except in that game, it's a lightsaber. Right, because it's a, it's a weapon you can beat them, <laughs> beat enemies with. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, magical girl. Right. Well, we do get kind of some magical girl things going on because um, everybody... Everybody and their dog is in. Well, well, they, actually, they everybody w- except the dog is in, is they, in this they, game. That they they're all heading toward the game, and when um, uh, Matrix and Andrea like spot uh, Hack and or Slash like flying in with Fong, uh, I, I I like Matrix's reaction here. He's like, "Oh, great! What are they doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, the only way this—the only way this could get any worse—is if Enzo showed up." <laughs> like, where is Enzo at? Oh, Cecil is watching him. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, it cuts to Cecil. Oh, they keep calling him Cecil, and it like hurts my soul. <laughs> it's like no like wonder everyone this, does. It's like no wonder this guy doesn't like any of them. I can't even be bothered to pronounce his name properly. Yeah, I wouldn't be looking after Enzo. And it cuts to him and little Enzo is flying away on uh, on a zip board. And um, Cecil is just like drawing a, a cup. And he's like, what do I look like? A nanny? Which is like a throwback to... Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's used that line uh, many a times in yeah. the past. And I'm like, good for you, Cecil. You know, and- you're, you're not paid for that. You can't even leave the store. <laughs> also, well, what is he going to do? Well, He's we did see arms. we did see in one episode he had he was attached to a zip board. 
almost like a little rotocopter, right? When they were looking for survivors, went, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he could leave the store if he wants to. Theoretically, yeah. I like to think that he's being kept there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some sort of um, indentured servant. Mm-hmm. So uh, before you... Or perhaps he was a, a in a in a prior life. He was like a globe trotting like uh, art thief or something like uh, in the vein of like Thomas Crown, the Thomas Crown affair or something <laughs> like that. And he got caught. And his punishment is he ha- he he tried to steal some like prized piece of art from Fong's office in the principal uh, in the principal office, and his uh, his. his his penance is that he he has to serve out a certain amount of time without any without any legs just being like chained to the uh on a rail uh, on a on a rail to the uh uh in dot's diner you know what that's that's weird but i dig it he got caught trying to steal a fong nft and now he's paying off his sentence and <laughs> Steiner. He's paying off his sentence in energy shakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. So he he gets commission on what he said. No, he doesn't. He'd be selling things way way harder. Yeah. He 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 barely he acts barely interested in anything. Yeah. Uh, so there is an oddity. The only person who's not interested in going to the game uh, is Glitch Bob. Mm-hmm. He's hanging out with Mouse. Well, yeah. at least over a vid window. Yeah, he keeps trying to access the archives and you see all the folders just say access denied. It's like, Glitch Bob, you suck at this. Yeah, she hacks him in. Yeah. She's like, there you go, sugar. Notice that Mouse only exists in this episode via vid window. I don't yeah. know where she is, but she's probably doing mouse things. She was only <laughs> in the she was only via vid window in the last episode, too. Hmm. Because remember, um, uh that's when we got finally got to see ray tracer and he was like trying to vid bomb like <laughs> yeah i like that poking his head in and getting pushed away yeah mm-hmm. uh so i'm gonna let somebody who's more enthusiastic about this game go for it but uh yeah uh, i'll game... take it i'll take it away i like please this game. please <laughs> go ahead so uh so uh, the gang uh lands in this um in basically uh, uh, World 4 of Super Mario Brothers 3, where everything's giant. <laughs> yeah, level 4, World 4, big land. Yeah, yeah, World World 4, yeah. Um, no, it's it's Toy Story is what they're going for here. So it's like they, they reboot, or they, they land in a giant-ass kitchen sink, and they're all, like, action figure size, basically. Yep. And um, they're afraid of Little Enzo rebooting for some reason. Uh, the icon, uh, the icon that hexadecimal fucked with. They don't know what it does. They don't know. Still don't know what it does yet. Yep. Um, I don't think it plays a part in what he reboots into, but what he reboots into uh, was pretty cringeworthy for me. So but, but they we'll go, there. they they say, oh, man, oh, you rebooted into a mannequin. And I'm like, that's that's a marionette. Yeah, that. A mannequin. Uh, uh, Mannequins are you, still. Marianne so, there's a there's a joke here. Okay, yeah. Ex- explain. I was hoping there was something I missed. Uh, he reboots into Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars Episode One as a puppet. Mannequin Skywalker was a common joke to describe his acting. 
his Ooh. was a was a common joke to describe uh, the character in Star Wars Episode One, and that's why when when he's talking, he is talking like this. He's still like giving a really terrible performance. I hated the, that. The, okay, it's cringy, but the whole the whole bit with what Enzo reboots into is a jab at uh, little uh, Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars Episode One. Today right. I learned. It. And that's what—that's why they, and they're like. Big oh, Enzo some... is Darth Vader, and Big Enzo is Darth Vader. Yeah, I would have never have if and, he had looked. And later on, Bob like says, Jedi, "Luke, I use the sauce." Right. And yeah. I'm like, "Why is he calling him Luke?" <laughs> uh, it, it's a pretty like it, well, it's an extremely dated and pretty eye roll worthy joke, but like. Well, at least I know. <laughs> I, I figured out what they were going for immediately as soon as I'm like, he looks like Anakin Skywalker. And then I'm like, Did oh, he? and, and he's a puppet. Yeah, he does. Totally. Um, I'm like, oh, and he's a puppet. And they, but they call him a mannequin, mannequin Skywalker. Right. He, he is like weird. The weird way he's talking is a, a jab at uh, the kid. At, what was his name? Jake Lloyd. I think he's wearing a tunic. He even though his skin's green and he's like he's got Pinocchio the same hairstyle yeah. he's got the haircut okay i'm i'm on board he's a kid man why listeners are... i don't even like star wars <laughs> why why are people mean to children acting they have literally not been on the planet long enough to learn how to act let alone hit puberty and you guys you guys want gold from them that's well, it. there That's there, there have around. been some great child actors out there, but uh, Jake Lloyd was not one of them. But also the the abuse that he suffered online, it, it, like that he suffered in the early days of the internet, like really fucked him up. Apparently, he was bullied throughout school, um, and he ended up with like a shit ton of mental health problems. I think he has like paranoid schizophrenia or something now. And last I heard, he was in jail for like trying to steal a car or something like that. Shit. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty awful. And it's uh, that whole ethics question of should children be in television and movies? It's also kind of like what's going on with the Olympics right now with regard to the women's figure skating crap that's happening with the Russians. Because they say that they're of legal age, but then like 10 year olds show up and you're like, well, no, no, they're, no, no, they're, no, they're, they're no. doping. Yeah, they're doping. Oh. Well, sorry, and, I'm thinking about China, where their gymnasts yeah. showed up and they were all like 11 and 12 year olds. And it's like, wait. A yeah. Yeah. Valieva is only 15, but she's already you know under scrutiny for doping. And they're trying to pass it off on grandpa took his heart medication and she, you know, got a positive result through osmosis, that kind of crap. So right now you got a 15 year old at the top of her game, you know, beating everybody else's ass. But she's also going to be facing scrutiny for the rest of her life because the IOC, who runs... They also, they also found other drugs in her system, too. I just saw it today. They're like, if you meddle, like, nobody gets meddle. Like, you're not going to have your ceremony until we get your, your case done. That's why we haven't done team um, podium ceremonies yet because Russians got first because of her. And they're all like, nobody gets to do anything until we sort this out, so... Calm down. <laughs> it's okay. We have other people's blood and urine right here, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, when she gets back home to Russia, like, she's still 15 years old. She's a fucking kid. And she's going to be living with this for the rest of her life. Like, the controversy surrounding her that caused all this. 
I'm sure it wasn't her choice to take any of those either. Probably not. No- uh, one thing I will say about the whole uh, stuff with Jake Lloyd too. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars fan base uh, can be, also be pretty toxic. It's one of the things that drove that that has kind of like pushed me away from like I I kind of casually like Star Wars throughout my life. Like every I think everybody does. Uh, yeah, everybody too. thinks lightsabers are cool. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I like the original trilogy just fine. Like I've seen all of the movies. Um the last one was like one of the worst one of the most incompetently written films I've ever seen in my life. But um but yeah, with the Especially with the whole stuff, like a, f- a couple few years back with uh, Kelly Marie Tran and like what she was dealing with, um, like it just no, I'm there. There are there are far better, um, far better movies and television shows out there uh, with uh, much less uh, shit of a uh, fan base. So. Mm. Yeah, I fell in love with Star Wars when I was in the fifth grade. I was at, like barely 10 years old then. And just the original trilogy for me, that that's it. When we start coming out prequels and sequels and all this other happy horseshit and then all the spinoff TV shows and books and well, I have no problem with books, but what about the, the Christmas TV- special? <laughs> what? I- I'm not talking about the Christmas special. I'm talking about, you know, the book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian and all of like <laughs> the original trilogy and don't make it complicated. Because then when you make things complicated, there's more things to think about, more things to fight over. We, I, I don't like fighting. So, but that's just me. Uh, I, I'm going to add, because I'm sure like someone's already downvoted this video uh, by this point. <laughs> or uh, their, hand, their fingers hovering over the... <laughs> I, I will, I'm going to elaborate a little bit. I'm not saying that it, you're a bad person if you like Star Wars or, or if you're like a big fan. Of, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying there was a, there's been a lot of like shittiness in the Star Wars fandom over the past like two decades that eventually like with the whole like stuff with the last Jedi, which is a movie I actually really like and the stuff with Kelly Marie Tran, I kind of, I just got to a point where I decided that I just didn't, I'm like, I I don't like those movies enough to really engage with it. And Mm -hmm. this, this fan base uh, is kind of making me not want to engage with it. So part of me wonders if every fan base for every game and movie and show and book series ever is like this, it's just that we have readily access to Reddit and Twitter that makes us see the collective crummy unconscious. Has Twitter done anything good? No. Well, it brought us together, but that's about it. It's gained us some followers. Yeah. People okay. listening to the show. It's done some good. <laughs> Actually, we gained a lot of new listeners on all of the shows when when uh, uh, we all started being more active on Twitter. So it's a necessary hey. evil is what I that's as far as I'll, I'll oh, go. Yeah. Like the evolution of social media has certainly impacted, you know, all all of this, both good and bad. But I have a feeling like what you were going with, Cal, like the shitty fan base has always been there, but it was just never connected until the evolution of social media and the internet. That's what I think. Because you go on uh, subreddit for anything, your favorite game, one of my games that I'm really into, Dead by Daylight. You would think everybody is the biggest 
piece of shit ever in that game. The the end fighting, um, the end game chat, blah, blah, blah for anything. Um, you go to um, the Wheel of Time subreddit. There is nobody that hates the Wheel of Time series that just got released more than Wheel of Time fans. <laughs> But if you deep dive, you realize that Wheel of Time fans hate the books more than anyone. <laughs> anyone. So I feel like it is just easy to see the hate now. But well, also, Star well, Wars fans are pretty cringe. I was gonna say. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, and also when um, uh, the the fans are not just like bickering with each other over like whose lightsaber is bigger or whatever oh but let all, them do that let let yeah. them do that but when they actually start like uh attacking people f- over issues like race and gender or in the case of like someone like jake lloyd just the fact that they were a kid like no you're an adult leave people alone you losers yeah you heard me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's man telling twitter to leave people alone it's like I telling did. that's like um putting a, a stake down on the floor to an untrained dog and telling it no and expecting <laughs> expecting it to listen or not facebook to, or facebook to a boomer and telling them not to share a like minions meme with like some stupid quote attached to it a minions meme with a viking quote uh, a, a quote from the show vikings i mean <laughs> right an uncredited quote from the show vikings <laughs> all right anyway let's move on uh so back to the game uh so the yep. game yep yeah uh the rest of them reboot uh yeah uh, made yeah, they're toys. Uh, this is Toy Story. Um, I am picking Andrea's outfit right now. Is she's you- like a Barbie type yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah, she's Barbie. Uh, Matrix is Darth Vader. Uh, Bob Fitting. is G- Babe. Babe. Bob is G.I. Joe. He's a real babe. What can I say? He's a real babe. Yeah. Um, and a real American hero. <laughs> Hack and Slash are um, a and Coke and a cans. Pepsi. Yeah. Fong is a cup of yogurt. And he speaks like uh, Yoda. I should have known all of this was. I saw all the other ones except the mannequin, like one. I was like, "What?" And, and, but like, and, there's so much Star Trek, uh, uh, Star Wars. Oh, there. Oh, oh. <laughs> I and, confused uh, the two. And uh, yogurt, like being uh, uh, the name of the character that was mock was a parody of Yoda in the movie Spaceballs. We've established that these people were fans of Spaceballs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even the the version of Darth Vader that we see in this is like kind of reminiscent of Dark Helmet. <laughs> you get a Dark Helmet vibe. I kind of get a Dark Helmet vibe from it. <laughs> oh God, uh, I don't love Star Wars, but I do love his Spaceballs, though. Oh yeah. That, yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> that I, is I, a treat, no matter what year you watch it in. It ages like wine, like a fine wine, too. I rewatched Especially the VHS part where they're rewinding <laughs> it to watch the movie. When will then be now? Soon. <laughs> soon. How soon? Uh, I I rewatched it recently too. Like most of the jokes, like kind of hold up. Like a lot of the times when you watch old comedies, you're like, 
oh, this hasn't aged well. And there, there's a couple jokes in the movie that haven't aged well, but by and large, for the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and uh, we we quickly find out that uh, well, Bob asks uh, Matrix. He's like, "Hey, so have you played this game before?" And Matrix is like, "No, no, I haven't." Um, but then we see out the window our old pal uh, Rocky the Rabbit Raccoon show up. Uh, I'm like, li- oh no. <laughs> I, I like this user. He's like, and I, I, I'm sure I mentioned it uh, in the couple of episodes he appeared in in season three, but he's like this like high energy, like cracked out, like raccoon. Like, I think, I think he's hilarious. Oh boy, snacks. <laughs> like very, yeah, I, I like the user. This level is boring. Mm. Uh, it's like pretty... when we first watched this it... sorry go ahead well it, it's pretty barren and it looks yeah. it looks pretty barren be, I think because of its scale everything is so big that it makes everything because like, they're look... all toy sized in a kitchen yeah so mm-hmm. everything looks kind of empty be- just because it's so big it's just a, the, the way they like like um, get rid of the rest of his lives is very eh it's not as uh, because the first time we saw this, there were multiple levels and they tried killing him in different ways. And it was very all over the place. And um, he was in a subway and then on a highway in the desert and a little bit of everything. And this just kind of feels like a, this feels uh, like an indie game in pre-release. <laughs> it's, a, it's a half-baked idea. Yeah. Um, we, we can blow through this game too. The um, the basic like gist of it is is they like get rid of a couple of his lives. They uh, prevent him from like getting an extra life from the cookie jar, which is seems to be his goal. And uh, Enzo uses hack and or slash to build a pod racer <laughs> and like fly across. It's literally a pod racer. I got the pod racer thing, and yet <laughs> I didn't get the manic. It's a pod racer. I'm surprised he didn't say pod racing is wizard or something like that. Yeah, uh, because they they sh- it sh- they get shaken up and they're like, oh, we're gonna blow. And then there's some weird joke that I didn't get. And it's like not like that. And I'm like, wait a second, is that a fart or a sex joke? I'm gonna go. Reboot? I'm gonna go to the <laughs> reboot wiki. Reboot wiki. Um, uh, what was the name of this episode? Life's a glitch. Life's a glitch. Life's a glitch. Um, did you get the the Star Trek? Uh, so the fly, the teleportation kind of like thing to separate Bob and uh, Glitch. It didn't work. No, that one didn't work. The next thing he tried didn't work. In fact, it actually brought another binome into the machine with him. Do, do you know what that was, Lady Glitch? No, educate me. It was another Star Trek. <laughs> Why am I surprised at this point? It was yeah. Why it's either Star Wars or it seems like the fan the 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 creators of the show um, were fans of one star blank and not the other. Because they've made fun of Star Wars and they constantly celebrate Star Trek. Yeah. So they're Trekkies, and Uh, um, yeah, it's a. I don't think that they make fun of Star Wars per se. Not made fun of, but at least in this episode, it's taken lightly. 
that they, they take little light jabs at it, let's say. But um, yeah, the, um, the transporter doesn't work. Uh, he brings back, is that number one or is it just the uh, make it so guy? Can't quite remember. He's brushing his teeth though. So he was interrupted in his uh, pre-bedtime, pre-bedtime toothbrushes. I don't even have the episode in front of me. So I'm just going, I am going by memory. Um, uh, one thing I liked about uh, Andrea is that um, she's a very sporty um, surf girl. Um, I- I'm not a spice girl. I-, I don't really know how to describe like her, her like preppy, her, her look. She, lo- she looks like a mall girl. Mall. There we yeah. go. <laughs> um, and her expression is almost constantly kind of locked in like a smile. Yeah, and they yeah. make and a I, joke about it when they when she when they get out of the game too, and when she's really angry at some point, uh, in it, uh, her eyes are angry and she her teeth like are like chattering, but like oh, her mouth is in a there. There's a face that she makes uh, during the game that's going to be the the artwork for the episode. Oh, thank you. I was gonna say because <laughs> I can't. I haven't. I can't think of another one. It's probably yeah, the it, same face. It, it's such a crazy face. I love it because she's. She's clearly pissed, but her mouth is locked in a smile. I dig mm-hmm. it. But Andrea is the one who brings um, Fong uh, yogurt, uh, Fongurt, to the edge of the game. Right. And I'm trying so, to think of how many times we've seen the edge of the game before. A couple of times. Um, Bad Bob. Because. Right. But there was weird. That was weird stuff going on. Yeah. In Bad Bob. Well, anyways, the edge of the game is purple. And uh, they set up the uh, the extraction device. Trying she says something that. like, "Why do you talk like that?" To to Fong, can't remember why. And um, all of these um, tentacles, these tubes, shoot out of the device and attach to the uh, the GameCube from the inside and suck, suck it good, suck data. I re- I wonder if like sucking the energy from the cube on the outside like actually depletes its energy, but the inside gets its data because remember when hack and slash were sucking the energy out of the gamecube in when games collide and it was like all wonky and shit Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. you have to do it from the inside fong smart fong smart character and speaking of things that are science we actually cut to bob who's looking through all of the archive vid windows you know having a ball wondering why shit doesn't work and he pulls up a specific vid window, which replays the um, the tear splitting into three that we saw during um, Gigabyte. Mm-hmm. And then he gets an idea. But what is that idea? I don't know. Just, yeah, we got to keep watching. So how do they kill the user? Um, Andrea throws her purse. It chokes the poor raccoon. I, this, is the, this is the user I like more than most other users. Like, you're like, this is just a kid playing a raccoon game. <laughs> he doesn't deserve <laughs> to be ganged up on. Let him eat the cookies. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so he... he ch- oh, I for- also forgot to mention that um, when when they recognize Rocky the rabid raccoon, Bob was like, oh, uh, I thought you said you'd uh, never played this game before. And he- he's like, well, I haven't. But we recognize that user, so this must be a new version. And I'm like, cool, it's a sequel. This is like Rocky the Rabid Raccoon Part 3, uh, Rocky's Revenge. 
<laughs> Rocky's Revenge. Um, Rocky well, the uh, Rabid Raccoon, Part 3, Rock Hard. <laughs> Ro- uh, Rocky's Chocolate Chip Adventure. There we go. Um, yeah, now yeah, free so- to play. Uh, <laughs> in early access. <laughs> uh, but they end up getting him. Uh, what His last death is they get him to chug hot sauce. Yeah, so uh, he he chokes on Andrea's purse and falls off the uh, falls off the table, and then Bob, who has like slipped and fallen in some goo or something, uh, is like, or, uh, yeah, right, it's yogurt. Uh, he's like, uh, Luke, use the sauce, and I was my eyes like rolled so far out of my head. You that flew they- back, and your chair fell. <laughs> that they that they popped out of my head and fell onto the floor and rolled all the way into my kitchen pretty far yeah um and uh uh mannequin is like what what did you say what did you say he talks like, like this all game yeah they're they're like actively mocking the kid who played Anakin Skywalker's acting. Um, well, uh, lest so, we forget, everyone mocked um, Mark Hamill's acting too. In what? In the the original movies. Oh, really? At the time, yeah, yeah. Like my 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 uncle, all the people that before the internet and all of that stuff, they were like, oh wow, like. People like him nowadays. Weird, like everybody thought he was like the worst actor on like the the film by far. They just didn't have the internet to shit talk him. I, <laughs> I guess. Whereas when we grew up, we grew with him also as a voice actor. Yeah. And, um, knock knocker from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Doesn't Jay like call him cock gobbler or something right before he gets punched in the dick? Oh, I, I can't. Something remember. like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Luke used the sauce. Yeah. What? What did you say? The sauce. And then he like uh, knocks the this bottle of uh, like triple X hot sauce off the table and it falls into uh, Rocky's mouth and he like flips his shit and like breathes fire and dies. Game over. Uh, in the post-game, like, pep talk, uh, they all say, hey, Enzo, good job. And Enzo's like, wow, Bob said good job. And Matrix is like, you did good, kid. And he's like, Matrix 2? Like, oh, my God. All I need is Dot to say I'm a good boy, and then <laughs> it's, it's the and- perfect day. And this is where Andrea says something to akin to like, "I will never smile again." Yeah, yeah. Her face was stuck in that Barbie smile. Yeah. Pixelacious. Oh, new word trying out. He called. She calls him little Sparky. Pretty sure he said pixelacious before. Yeah. Little Andrea brought the word pixelacious into the the reboot world. Oh, was it her? It was. Oh, oh, all right. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. When, um, um, when they did uh, episode two of season three and she boots into the biker babe and she's like, pixelacious, I'm a biker babe. Right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Even when she was a kid. 
she was she had a bike theme yeah. <laughs> going yeah right she she calls so, um little enzo little sparky and i'm like mm. if that's a pet name for matrix who is your partner if that's a I'm pet name if that's a pet name for the grown ass man that you're boning that you're calling what is essentially his little brother the same pet name a little weird thank, yeah. thank you <laughs> you too okay <laughs> lady goes just like shut up <laughs> but yeah if like you know my partner called me like uh she's like i gonna know like um it's it's cr- and she doesn't thankfully but like oh man people that call their partner daddy in public oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, that's that's face. I hear people say that at the club that I work at. Like that is just oh no. Oh, when people call themselves it, ugh. Yeah. That's oh <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think we forgot to mention that uh something that Bob did earlier when he was in the war room, and this is where like um uh, everyone comments that wow, like Bob doesn't see seem to care about the game at all. That doesn't seem like him. Uh, yeah. He had told Dot that he wanted her to release a tear right as the game left, and so, uh, and so uh, when she did that, he created a port. He used it to create a portal, and he flew into it. When the game left, we we cut back to. Uh, the shot of the portal and him saying we hear him off screen say glitch splitter and he's trying to like split the portal from the inside, with him, out, inside. With, him, with him in it so he's trying to use the portal to separate himself from uh, glitch except it goes horribly wrong the portal explodes and he falls out frozen in carbonite by way of Cap- Marvel's mm-hmm. Captain Universe oh yeah and Dot watched it all from the war room on a vid window and she comes running out and she's all it's a cool visual effect it's like the universe is Uh like it's embedded on him he kind of looks like he reminds me of the superhero captain universe oh yeah that chromatic like universe yeah metallic kind of sheen yeah 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 just uh google a picture of marvel's captain universe i'm sure there'll be a movie or a tv show on disney plus or something eventually I thought all the Moon Knight stuff were uh, were like were memes. I, oh. No, <laughs> no, that show is coming out. I'm I'm yeah. hyped for it. Yeah, me me too. I've read I've read quite a few Moon Knight comics. Uh, you should have seen the look of disappointment on my face when I learned that that uh, meme panel where he throws like size and knives and he's like random bullshit go that uh, that's not actually what he says in the comic. I was no, like, oh. No. <laughs> um yeah, so they so they run to him and he the pose that he's in is uh the Han Solo frozen in carbonite pose from uh The Empire Strikes Back. Seems a little painful. A little yeah. bit. It's to Andrea because she tries to poke him with one of her nails and it completely breaks that nail off. Yeah. And we we cut to a brief little scene with um because they they've called the guardians for help basically mm-hmm. and so uh, Turbo is like oh we'll we'll make sure that Bob gets the the best service of the supercomputer and if there there's any updates uh we'll we'll, we'll let you know and uh, the vid window closes and uh, 
dot and OG Bob. Or I could just be like dot and Bob. <laughs> it's me, Bob, the original. I'm here. Don't know how my key tool works. Don't know how games work. Herp derp. Nobody can tell that I'm I, not the original Bob. I may have the same voice actor, but I my voice is deeper now for some reason. I'm okay, intentionally let's go making fuck up Megatron. <laughs> Where's that megabyte guy? Let's go kick his ass. Um, oh, he's already dead. Too bad. The OG Bob starts talking about he wants my presence doesn't help. Maybe I should get out of here. Go back to the supercomputer. Blah blah blah. I Dot gets like all soft and doe-eyed again. She's like, "This is your home now. Please stay." Blink blink. Promise me yeah, you won't go. He changed his eye, his mind oh, pretty damn quick. Okay. That's I was gonna bring this up. <laughs> he does a complete fucking 180, going from like, man, I'm just causing like so many problems here here. And like like uh like like I'll I'll just leave. I can go back to the supercomputer. Like I've got a whole nother life. Like I don't remember anything anyway. Like I've got a whole nother life. I can go just start something. Go hang else. out with the guardians and teach at the academy, something. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, "No, you can't go. Uh, I, I love you. Like this is your home." And he's like, "Yes, it is, Dot. Marry me." Thank you. But, like, wait, what? There's more dialogue than that, and they kiss like seven times or some bullshit. But he yeah. goes from, "Ah, you know what? Like, yeah, th there's this thing, but it's like awkward that I'm here. I'm gonna peace out. You can't go. I'm in love with you." Then how about we get married and stay together forever tomorrow? <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. God's like, you can't go away again. He's like, I promise. Then I won't. I promise. And I'm like, you went from being ready to just, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to pack. I'm, I got a backpack, spared some clothes. I'm going to go. He went from, oh, okay, I'll talk to you later. It's uh, I'm not even going to say goodbye to anybody to, Let's be together forever. And the ceremony's tomorrow. Real quick. Uh, and in fact, the ceremony is tomorrow. Uh, spoilers oh, yeah. for next episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that was the episode. I can't wait for Bob to... Anyone listening to this probably already knows. I haven't seen any of these <laughs> episodes. Yeah. But if I had to predict, uh, Glitch Bob breaks out of the carbonite and is... Shows I up just object. in time, just in time to be like, <laughs> I object, and everybody in the pews to go <gasps> and clutch their pearls. Well, I can only hope. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I have to applaud your restraint, Cal. Like you, you've said you've never seen season four, and you're literally going episode by episode and avoiding spoilers. I, like, I know. I just hit stop, and I'm like, because the way I'm viewing it um, is in, in one big chunk too. And yeah, I just hit stop and I go, well, there we go. I have an incredible, incredible willpower. Like friends will come over for like a birthday or something. They'll leave like, I don't know, whatever it is they were drinking over. And the next time they visit, they're like, booze is still there. And they're like, wow, I can't believe this is still here. Sweet. And I'm like, yeah, I'm always one of those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next time Christopher is over, his drink is like still there. Just fine. And he's like, oh, holy shit, this is here. <laughs> cup roundup every couple of days i walk through my house because i have a plethora of cups and i'm like oh this still has coffee in it and there's nothing growing in it here we go it's still good i i i've you have an iron stomach <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I, I've stated uh, many times over the years that I can't keep booze in the house because I'll just drink it. Like, I could never be a person who has, like, a liquor cabinet. I'm like, I'm like, huh, it's like two in the afternoon on a Saturday. I'm kind of bored. Don't have anything going on. All right. It's whiskey o'clock. <laughs> it's whiskey and laundry time, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like if it's there, I'll drink it. Mm -hmm. And, and th that's not to say like, I know that sounds really, really bad, but, uh, but like, also, also if it's not there, like I'm fine. You know what that means? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's there, I will absolutely drink it. If it's not there, though, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm. You're not looking for um, like looking between the uh, couch cushions for change, and like <laughs> starting to look at your electronics <laughs> to pawn it's, to it's go. Starting to wonder if I if I uh, will miss uh, that Xbox in the pawn shop for a little while just to get a Mickey. Start eyeballing your Cheetor collection. <laughs> <laughs> I have been there with various things at uh, various points in my life, but I'm not there at now. <laughs> not with the not with the cheetors, God. Damn no, it. not with the cheetors, God damn it. They're they are sacred. <laughs> but yeah, I I I think I think uh I think that's it. That's it for season four, episode six. Life's a glitch. Yep. Life's a glitch, and then you Get nullified. <laughs> uh, here on alphanumeric, we have a little rating system. It's a four-tier rating system. Uh, from terrible to amazing, we have... This is bad. Very bad. Mm -hmm. Two. I don't think so. Two. That was easy enough. Mm. And the greatest alphanumeric. So terrible, eh, okay, great. Right. Lady Glitch. Yeah. Do you think do you think of life's a glitch? I don't think so. Flat out. I was not a fan of this episode. As we had discussed uh, at the beginning, this is pretty much a filler episode for the for the last two of this of this arc um it was kind of interesting watching Cheetor bob kind of be unorthodox in his behavior with regard to hey i need to fuck around with this tear and we still have a game out there and it's like you're a full-fledged guardian shouldn't you like wait you know so watching the the dips and shifts in his attitude with regard to whatever else is going around that was kind of fun to watch but for the most part, I'm just not feeling this episode. Man, what a dip shift. <laughs> <laughs> you said dips and shifts. That's that's all immediately popped into my head. That feels like a reboot like slang word. Well, Enzo dip. does call someone a dip switch at one point. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. It's, it's fitting. Yeah. Uh oh, well, that, that's a good point. Um, yeah, there, there are a few good things in it. Um, Siege. Yes. What do you think? I don't think so. I liked the game, but the rest of it was boring. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was people calling mouse on... It, it, it was a lot of vid window calls. That didn't lend calls. anything to the story. Mm -hmm. 
I also like much like having characters talk on a telephone in other shows, an excessive amount of vid window calls is lazy writing. Well, not only that, um, I mean, episode one of season one opened with a vid window with, well, not open, but very shortly we were introduced to Megabyte talking to Bob through a vid window. And we were like, well, and that, well, yeah. And that's actually kind of breaking a screenwriting rule right there. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, an excessive amount of vid window calls, uh, the stuff with mouse was uh, whatever. Okay. She might as well have not have been in the episode. No, she didn't contribute anything to the episode. Um, I mean, she got Bob through to the archives, but that was about it. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just as easily, um, they could have... Uh, Bob, Bob's with Glitch. Tell me that Glitch can't like do a cracking... Like some sort of like code cracking maneuver. And why did Bob didn't really need to go through all these failed attempts to actually be frozen in carbonite? The first thing could have just done that to him. Oh, he, uh, he, you're right. He didn't need access to the archives or the password to do what he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm giving so, this. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm going with, uh, that was easy enough. It's a very, or not that was easy enough. I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm with you, Lady Glitch. Uh, this is a filler episode, but it does get, uh, some points in my head because I did like the game. Hmm. Uh, gets, um, so it's unanimous. Uh, I'm giving it a, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, a lot of it was just filler. Uh, cut, cut to, the principal office and Specs is talking to Dot. Cut to Fong and he's talking to blah blah blah. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, it's just there to remind us about certain things. Oh, remember we're we're still looking after Dot and Enzo's dad. Oh, uh, oh, so he, his icon is still viral. Nobody knows what that's about. Yeah. So uh, uh, there's one thing though that that makes it uh, almost okay is that uh, I kind of really feel for Bob Glitch because he's he's only doing this not because he's not comfortable, not because he wants to separate. He's only doing it because he's afraid that Dot won't choose him. Mm-hmm. He's and doing like, it. For- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little And like, it doesn't seem like Dot is appreciative of that because mm-hmm. it's like the second the dude's in a coma, you're fucking his twin brother. <laughs> yeah. Bad timing. Wait for him to wake up. It's okay. You're in an accident, right? You're in the hospital, right? Your, your partner comes and visits you and it's to break up. <laughs> it's, it's that. And I knew it was coming too. I'm like, fuck. of course, the moment that he's incapacitated, she's going to choose the other Bob. Yeah. yeah, boo! The 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 other Bob who is clearly like not Bob, but whatever. We'll we'll cover that when we get there. He, he's clearly not Bob, but he looks and sounds enough like Bob that it's okay. <laughs> I say things like, uh, "Geez, what he missed his line." He's like, "Oh, this is not good. This really isn't good." When we were in that Pokemon game. And I'm like, that's not what you say. This could be good. This could be not good. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Anyway. That, so that that's it, folks. Uh, unanimous. Uh, I don't think so from all of us. Uh-huh. That, and, and that was episode 49 of Alphanumeric. Uh, best way best way to support the show. Go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, starting at the $5 and up tier, you get access to bonus preamble audio week in and week out of this show and all the other shows that we do here over at Lasercomb Productions. Uh, you also get a monthly-ish commentary track and uh, a new show that I'm just about to debut around the same time this goes live is a spinoff of our preambles called What Are You Watching? It's basically <laughs> just where we talk about movies and TV shows. Yeah. There's no real format to it, but it's kind of just it's kind of separating like the the entertainment talk out of the the preamble conversations. Leave the preamble stuff for uh for more serious matters, you know. That's right. Like <laughs> what we're what we're eating and uh, our shitty neighbors <laughs> and, and and Cal's very uh, recurring uh, webcam issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spicy stories from the club. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, sometimes we do talk about some spicy stuff on there. Oh though, yeah. So go and go and give them a listen. I even put. Uh, I've started putting uh, uh, recaps in the descriptions of, of like loose like recaps of what we talk about. Oh, in, there we go. In each. So uh, go go check that out. Ten dollar tier, you get all that. Plus, uh, you get our weekly uh, current event news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. And uh, you also get to pick a show for us to do basically what we just did on this episode of Alphanumeric, but a random episode of a show of your choosing for mine and Cal's other podcast, the Lasercomb podcast. Uh, We've uh, uh, done quite a few patron sponsored uh, episodes now, and that's always been a lot of fun. So if you Mm want to get in on that, patreon.com slash Lasercomb. Social media, if you want to follow... uh, uh, follow us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash lasercomb L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B If you want to follow the show uh, proper on Twitter, you can at alphanumericpod P-O-D, or you can follow me. I am at lasercomb Someone say what they're at on Twitter. Usually you lead in with it to somebody else. No. <laughs> No, I was pointing. Dang it. At least this is humorous. <laughs> did, did Spotify stop working? <laughs> so, audio listeners, we um, we all just like pointed at each other like the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow me, uh, me on Twitter at NeoCal. Neo, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. And you can follow me on Twitter as well at LadyGlitch619. So uh, go give any and all of us a follow. We will be back next week with episode 50 of Alphanumeric. Woo! We got here. We did it. it, Yeah, we did. That's a big number. Episode 50 of Alphanumeric, (laughs) where we're going to be talking about the uh, seventh the penultimate episode of season four of Reboot and the penultimate episode of Reboot overall. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. So keep no bot of the bride. Yeah. No bot of the bride. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, The Siege. And I'm NeoCal. And I'm Lady Glitch. 
And until next week, I don't know why I have been podcasting like this. Oh, it, it, it hurts the soul. It hurts the soul. Do you even That's have a say? Much Does like anyone? listening, much like listening to this show. That's right. Yeah. Do you didn't say do we even have a soul? You said do you even have a soul? Yeah, I corrected you, Cal. <laughs> what about me? Makes it seem like okay, folks. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, if anyone, if any one of us doesn't uh, doesn't have a soul, it's reboot will return after these messages.